This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today we have a great flirting, malicious compliance story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, schooled in compliance. It's the late 80s, early 90s in the UK, but the compliance runs over about five years. Puberty hit me hard and early just as I started high school, 11 years old. If that wasn't bad enough to deal with, it also saw between the acne, eczema, and psoriasis my skin becoming a huge red and blotchy mess of blisters, psoriatic plaques and acne breakouts to the point just laying down left little spots of blood on shirts, t-shirts and bed sheets. Over the summer between my first and second year, it got considerably worse. None of the medicated creams were helping and the only time I got any sort of relief was when I was given steroids and antibiotics for the frequent chest infections I got but that wasn't a long term solution. The second year of high school gave us a whole new bunch of school rules to abide by. This is where the compliance begins. By the end of the first week of the year, I'd already had complaints about my appearance. My form tutor, Mrs. G, an amazing woman, understood the issues I was having. Not just with the skin, but my home life too. My folks had split, dad was a drunk, and that's a whole other story for another reddit. So our income wasn't great. Mom worked two jobs and her mental health wasn't the best either, dealing with the messy divorce, etc. But apparently the little blood stains on my shirt were against the new business-like dress code, meant to prepare us for our work lives after school, so letters went home and I got a detention. Since they were in the no exceptions period, mom was annoyed, so we instigated an undershirt rule and short sleeve shirts to leave the worst areas open and we got our GP to issue a medical note regarding my skin. After all, I was there almost every week it seems. This wasn't enough, and the more unforgiving teachers really kicked up about my arms being on show and using the words appalling and detrimental to the learning environment, despite my classmates knowing about the issues and not being overly bothered. So I was told off again, and this time sent up to the head of year tutor for a formal meeting. Now, Mr. E was a rather amiable older guy who taught languages and he had a well-known catchphrase in the school, I like it, I do it myself, just not in school, which was used liberally when it came to catching kids with shirts untucked, smoking, or making out under the staircases. He was apologetic knowing it was a medical issue and requested the GP to do something, repeating the line detrimental to the learning environment, and that being in the business of learning, I had to conform. I was given 14 days for my skin to improve, or I would be placed in more detentions as per policy. Two weeks go by, and my skin from stress was breaking out everywhere, so I end up in detention each night for a week, missing the school bus, which really pissed my mom off and her boss, given she had to come and collect me, since it would have taken over an hour for me to walk home. 
Each time Mr. E or another year tutor was there complaining about the state of my skin and asking why I wasn't taken to a doctor, each time my mom showing the appointment slips and notes from the GP. Finally, it seemed like my arms were settling just as my face erupted with acne and shaving my face was a mess. This pissed off the school even more, so my mom suggested that one of the teachers like Mr. E attend a doctor's appointment with me and to tell the doctor what they thought. They discussed this, and eventually it was decided that the teacher to come along was Mr. E himself. Mr. E complained at the order that came from the headmaster, a grizzled old teacher who had a dirty unkempt beard and eyebrows like rotting caterpillars, and he passed on his complaints to me and my mother. I did my best to ignore his eyes that seemed to be drilling into me angrily. As my mom went in to speak to my doctor, first for her appointment, she explained what was happening as I was called in next. Mr. E stormed into the room ahead of me, immediately trying to lay down school rules. I remember phrases like, this is school policy and our job to prepare them for working life and I don't care about side effects of medication, it needs to be done now. The doctor looked down over his glasses and just asked, you are? Smiling at my mum. to which Mr. E did an impression like a goldfish. He asked to see my back and arms, so I took off my shirt. For the first time, Mr. E saw the full extent of the issue and just went white. The doc said to anyone who was listening, stress and puberty don't help conditions like this, and they will, given time, normally settle down. He asked if I'd been using the cream. I nodded as he picked at one problematic area, removing one of the plaques, saying he'd send this to the lab, as it looked a little unusual. Mr. E remained quiet as he examined me further, looking at how easy my skin bled in certain areas. The doc said I could get dressed again. You're a teacher? He said, looking at Mr. E. I'm a school governor for X school, our immediate rival, and I'm also on the local education authority board. Mr. E's color still hadn't returned, but he nodded. The doc then went to his computer and typed out another letter, this time effectively adding that I can be excused from the usual rules as a new medical policy was being written by the LEA that all schools must follow. He then told Mr. E he could leave. He sat and chatted to both me and my mom for a while and basically said to continue what I was doing and it'll clear up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He said the letters will be at the desk along with another prescription for us both. Mom gave Mr. E the letter and just said, I hope that puts an end to this nonsense. Mum didn't bother dropping Mr. E back at school. The next day, Mr. E ignored me, and to be honest, most of the teachers were either their usual grouchy self or sickly sweet. 
with Mrs. G being her usual happy self, asking about the appointment as if she knew what had gone down in the staff meeting. And a term was upon us, so for a whole fortnight I didn't bother shaving and let my face just rest. So the return to school I shaved and cleaned up the best I could, and Mr. E was immediately on my case. Be it my work in his French and Spanish class or just in general, I'd go home and tell mom all about it as she would take notes. Now into year 9 or 3rd year of high school, 14 years old, it's 1991, skin was healing in parts but my face looked like a volcano and I'd grown out a neat little mustache which my mom helped me neatly trim and we had managed to sort out the really dry lips so I could eat and drink without them splitting which had put me off of food. Now the new medical exemption had come into effect, forcing the school to change their rules. As I got off the bus, I could see the teachers immediately go into meltdown over the facial hair, and they weren't happy. I got to lunchtime before I was dragged by my caller into the year tutor's office, and had three of them and the deputy head lay into me about it. They demanded I remove it, handing me a single cheap razor that looked as if it had been used. I refused to shave, citing my medical note, and that I would use anyone else's razor purely for my own safety given the existing issues. So I was sent home. It seems my mom and dad had been called, so she had called the doctor about it, given his role in the LEA. I arrived at school the next day, my mustache still in place, and was called into the headmaster office, only to be introduced to the chair of the LEA and my doctor, with the head looking a little brow-beaten. Apparently the chair had already been shown photos of my back and arms by my doctor and could see what's happening with my face and the neat mustache. He asked me a few questions and smiled, saying this wasn't my fault, etc. And that a new rule, especially for my school, was being put in place and it would be checked frequently and I or any student could ask for a surprise check to be made by LEA staff. The new rule was if students were meant to live by the strict dress and appearance code, Then so were the teachers, and only those with medical exemptions like mine were allowed, but it had to be neat and tidy. I was there to see an announcement being made over the rarely used school tannoy system. It was reconfirmed in the school assemblies over the following week. Letters went home to the parents, and it seemed there was a sigh of relief among them, as it seems I wasn't the only one getting grief from the rules that had been in place. The teachers had two weeks to adjust. The whole LEA was there to check the teachers and a number had public meltdowns in regards to their appearance, including the deputy head, Mrs. B, who normally wore layers of makeup and blue eyeshadow, who swore up and down she was exempt because she was deputy head. Stories spread around the school like wildfire. Even Mr. R, the headmaster, lost his beard. Yes, I got more grief about it, but Mrs. G kept them away from my grades. The mustache stayed until the end of my time in high school. Funnily enough, over that summer, my skin seemed to have cleared up almost instantaneously. So by my first day of college to do my A-levels, my face was clear and I could shave off the mustache. My brother attended the school the September after I left. The teachers didn't give him a hard time for fear of what he would do, but the rule stayed firm in place about teachers' appearance until the school merged with the rival back in 2013. I just cannot believe that in this situation when you have a literal doctor handing you note over note just trying their hardest to make sure you're exempt from this stupid rule because you have a medical condition that the teachers were willing to look you right in the face, see the issue right there in front of them and say, no, you've got to keep on shaving. 
Literally, we see the medical issue but continue to slice your face up for us. Screw your doctor's note. Isn't that crazy? I'd go out on a limb here and say that they might even have had a legal case here. Our next story is butter chicken no spices coming right up. I'm currently working as a server in a restaurant and despite my best efforts, there are some customers who simply refuse to be polite. We had a customer who was incredibly rude, typical Karen type, asking for all sorts of modifications to their order. They specifically requested butter chicken with absolutely no spices. Now as a server, I understand that everyone has different tastes and preferences. However, this customer was rude and condescending for no reason. So I relayed the customer's request to the chef, making sure to emphasize the lack of spices. I could feel a small twinge of satisfaction as I pictured the disappointment on the customer's face when they received their bland dish. After all, they had complained about not having any spice. Well, if they wanted flavorless, they were going to get flavorless. Here's the kicker. I made sure to tell the chef not to season it at all. The chicken had been cooking in the pan just with some butter. Later, when I brought out the dish, Karen attempted to eat it with no seasoning. You could tell she was struggling with every bite without making any comments. Meanwhile, everyone else she was with was absolutely raving about the chicken, but because she backed herself in the corner, saying she couldn't have any spice at all, she couldn't try any. She sat there, desperately trying to salvage her meal with butter and salt. The expression on her face was priceless when I brought her the bill. Although in this situation it was a great malicious compliance story, honestly, I've seen and heard of some people who actually prefer it this way. I don't really understand it, but I know some people who like it as bland as possible. And not really the same thing, but I've had people near and dear to me who prefer all of their steaks well done. I'm sure there's plenty of people watching this that prefer well done. To me, I couldn't fathom going one step short of jerkifying the chicken in my opinion, but people have their preferences. Our next story is, man wanted me to flirt back, so I did. This just happened and I'm still laughing my butt off. I'm a 25-year-old male to female trans woman that's been on HRT, hormone replacement therapy, for three years now. Because of this, my body looks naturally feminine. Like, it takes a while for people to catch on. My voice is softer and it hurts to deepen it. This is important information, I promise. I work as a vendor for one of the major beverage companies. Basically, I go to stores and stock shelves of my company's products. I'm listening to music, a playlist of video game themes remixed with one earbud in, like aloud, when a mid-30s-year-old man walks over. Wow, girl, you're super thick. Wouldn't mind taking you home with me, he said with a bit too much confidence. I just continue working, ignoring him. He continues, oh, come on, don't be like that. I'm quite large under these pants, if you know what I mean. Something a sweet bud like yours needs. I continue to ignore, getting embarrassed and very uncomfortable. That's when the music turns to the theme from Halo, and he says what I needed. Come on, cutie, say something to me. Inspired by the music, I instantly had a thought. It hurts a lot to do a masculine voice. However, in that moment... I took a deep breath and turned to him. I looked at him with a very enthusiastic smile and he looks like a kid in a candy store, bouncing a bit like, oh boy, I actually got one. Going back to my roots, I took a deep breath and in the most deep masculine voice I could muster, I said to him, you're cute as well. Sure, I wouldn't mind having my way with you. Afterwards, I start coughing, my throat hurting, yet it worked. 
The dude jumped back a good foot and yelled out, Oh, heck no! Freak this! Uh Uh-uh! Nope! Heck no! He ran out of that store so fast, constantly looking over his shoulder as if I was following him. The store's workers were laughing their butts off, mostly all the female workers. One came up to me and asked, How did you do that voice? I could never get mine to sound... Oh, you're trans. That makes sense. That made my day and is why I'm still laughing in my car riding this. There's a lot of the same questions and comments, so I'm going to add a little clarification here. The reason it hurts so bad is when I do a deep voice, I don't just deepen my voice. I basically sound like the roach man from Men in Black, gargling my words. No, not everyone clapped afterwards. That's a lot of people's comments and it confused me why people are saying that. Again, thank you all so much. This is an absolutely incredible experience. I mean, to be fair, I think in a lot of situations where you have a very pushy guy like that, doing something that just completely freaks them out might not be the worst idea. Even if you have to go all deep and gruff with it or something. Which, by the way, I get it now. That made me want to cough doing that voice. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.